If you are ready to burn brighter, you have come to the right place. Welcome to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. Uh, this is Untapped Potential for today, Tuesday, July 28th, 2021. And as you can already see, this is the end of July 2021. So I hope that you've had a productive July. I can't believe that here in Georgia, it is time for Sophia and all the students to return to school. So yes, here in Georgia, the kids go back to school the first week of August. So beginning next week, Sophia will be back at school. And I am happy to say that she had a wonderful summer. We had quite a few family members stop by to spend some summer time with us, including her two cousins, Neil and Eric. So she has been in heaven for the last month and a half. So we are truly grateful. We are grateful that we've made it through the first half of the year. We're grateful for family and, and company, and we're grateful for great summer memories this year compared to last year. So welcome, welcome to the program. I hope that your week is off to a fantastic start. Of course, we have another wonderful program for you this evening. And as we talked about last week, our guest this evening will be none other than the son of legendary Gordon Henderson from Exile One, uh, the Kadas legend, his son Dion Henderson, stopped by recently uh, for our Facebook Live interview. So I will be presenting the first portion of his interview. And of course, if you have the son of a legend stop by, you can't uh, keep it to an hour. So we went way past an hour. So for the purposes of this program, I will post the first portion of his interview and then you will be able to check out the entire interview on my website, pushpast10.com. But I'll give you some more information about that towards the end of the program. And as we mentioned, very exciting, you know, this month we've been celebrating Kadaslipso month and I've been in heaven because I enjoy Kadaslipso. I mean, this is just the type of music that speaks to the core of who we are as Dominicans. You know, when we hear the rhythms and we think of our ancestors, it just speaks to the core of who we are as Dominicans. So I've been enjoying the programs. I've been following all the programs with uh, Wadix out of Dominic all the uh, interviews that he's been having, all the panel discussions he's been having about how do we move Kadas music forward. So again, I enjoyed Kadas Lipso Month and I thought that we could continue the celebration. This being the last week of July, we can continue the celebration by having this number from my favorite, one of my favorite Kadas Lipsos from Halibut, a song entitled titled uh, Power Bowl, which actually is just Parable. So a song entitled Parable by Halibut, one of my all-time favorites. So we can start off the program with this one. And again, you know, we are grateful for life. We're grateful for each other, especially 
as we see that the Delta variant of COVID-19 is raging through the world right now. So it looks like it's back to the protocols, back to um, social distancing, back to wearing our mask, at least personally for me, despite being vaccinated. Those are the protocols that I will be following. And again, you know, here on TDN Radio, we just encourage everyone to get vaccinated. So once and for all, we can put this pandemic behind us and we can go back to our lives. So don't forget uh, to remain until the end of the program so you can find out who's up next, who's coming up next. And you can also find out about the featured videos on Push Past 10 at the end of the program. So let's enjoy this number from Halibut as we invite Dion Henderson to the program. And just a reminder that the programs, uh, the interviews are taped via Facebook Live so we can have as much participation as possible. So again, enjoy this number from Halibut and then stay tuned for the interview with Dion Henderson. And just a reminder, this episode of Untapped Potential is brought to you through the kind compliments of Miss Angela C. Charles. She is a wonderful Dominican author, and she's the author of Cece's Journey, as well as When God is Silent. So for more information, please check out her website, 
angelacharlesarthur.com. So again, angelacharlesarthur.com for more information as we continue to support and promote our Dominican talent. So again, a special good evening to you, Angela, and thank you for being the sponsor of this episode of Untapped Potential. Don't forget to check out her website, angelacharlesarthur.com for more information. Okay, well, um, Dion Henderson, I was born in Portsmouth, in Zika, in, you know, specifically, I like to tell people that was the original capital, you know, so <laughs> I was born in, in Portsmouth. Um, I left Dominica at the age of 17, and I went to Paris. Uh, I spent uh, quite a bit of years there. I moved also to Brussels. I spent a few years in Brussels. And then I decided to come back. But in Paris, well, in Europe, I had the opportunity to study and also do music, study music and also do music, um, worked a lot with a lot of different artists. That was one of the great things in Paris is that it's really a musical melting pot. You really find all genres of types, you know, all genres of music and musicians over there. So I really had the, you know, real privilege of working with, from reggae to rai, which is you know North African music, to R&B, zouk, of course, um, you know the Afro, um, typical Afro um, sukus, uh, kizomba when that came around. Um, I've been working, yeah, and of course you know popular French artists, uh, yeah. So, and, and, you know, from all levels, from the guys selling 10 million albums to those selling a few hundred that they were um, copying, you know, doing, you know, replications themselves. So I had the whole palette of, of, of <laughs> you know, like, when it comes to experience. Yeah. Yes. And we, so and in we a nutshell, in a nutshell, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we want to explore all um, the work that you've done. But before we even go there, just kind of tell us about the transition from Dominica to Paris. I mean, you were 17 and then you went to Paris, a completely different culture, um, a different language. I mean, you might have spoken a little Creole in Dominica, but Paris is French, so that's a different language. Yes. So just tell us how yeah. that transition was like for you. Um, well, the thing is, I I already had the experience traveling to the French islands with my father um, through the fact that well he was he was um at the time when exile one was you know on in the 70s uh, in my you know early ages I, I I had the opportunity of traveling to Guadeloupe to uh, Martinique to French Guiana and so I had a little idea of the French culture, well, the mm -hmm. West Indian French culture. And um, we, my sister and I actually went to Paris the first time in 1984 on mm -hmm. summer vacation. So, so I had an idea of what was, you know, it wasn't totally new to me. So that was maybe a little advantage. The thing is, I when I was in school, I thought I was very, very good in French. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had a good level, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Right, right, right. <laughs> when I got to French, I realized that yeah, my French is. Mm -mm. I right. had to. Um, I had to learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, about so, how long did it yeah. take you to acclimatize to living in France? Well, it took me at least a year to really you know, be comfortable with the language. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it took me at least a year to, to really, you know, get there. It was like really starting all over again because I mean, I, I remember where I used to live in Paris, there was a, a dancer that used to be there. And every time I spoke, he used to just laugh flat out. He was like, oh, no. man, <laughs> yeah, he was one of my motivations to really learn French correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he, he was yeah he was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that yeah i said something crazy you know when <laughs> when he started laughing 
So right. um, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah and, so it took and, me about a year. Yes, and you know, I want this conversation to be about all about your journey and your challenges and your successes. But it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you: When did you realize your father was, you know, a legend who had created an entire genre of music? When did that really dawn on you? Mm. It really, I think it was quite late though. The thing is, um, when I had the opportunities, for example, to travel, most of the times when I was five, six, seven, eight, traveling to Guadeloupe or French Guyana, which I remember really well, um, it was usually, most of the time it was because he was also going to perform. So I was... Mm -hmm you know, a spectator at the performances. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, being part of, you know, so I, I was like, I was a fan myself, but I wasn't really, really, you know, when you're that young, you don't really realize, you know, it's, whoa, it's something just going on. Right. Um, I think it, it really... I think it it really dawned on me sometime in the eighties after that album Fresh came out. Mm -hmm. That was the album. Uh, so it was quite late. That is why I you know I I realized that you know a lot of people were. You know I I I I just there are certain things that was starting to happen. People contacting me that I didn't know. I mean not only in Dominica but out. Guadeloupe, Martinique, and you know that kind of thing. So, and, and people were making the the connection of the name. So it's like, oh, so when I when I travel to Guadeloupe, it's like, oh, oh, you Gordon's son. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like so this, is a big, this deal. big wow factor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, mm -hmm, my dad's mm -hmm. doing his thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So and, yeah, I think it know, was. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. So I think it was around that time. It really was, you know. I was maybe also old enough to really understand that because, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I want to say a special thank you to your dad, of course, uh, Mr. Gordon Henderson, because he put me in touch with you, and he's also yes. been a tremendous support for all the work that I'm doing to promote our culture, our people, our talents, our businesses. Absolutely. So he has been an incredible support to my program, so I just wanted to personally thank him. And, of course, we cannot forget that your mom is also very influential in the music business so just kind of tell us so you have it on both ends <laughs> yeah I, I can't escape mm -hmm. i'm caught in the middle <laughs> yes yes certainly, certainly. yes yes and well for those who don't know yeah it's her name is janet azuz and uh, she uh, also goes by the name of angel mm -hmm. and she was actually the very first cadence lipso the female cadence lipso artist um, to have recorded, you know, so, uh, uh, to have a, you know, have a career in, 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 in Carlos Lipso. She was, right. was actually, um, before Ophelia and all that, but she kind of, she's a rocker. She was, she, you know, the Carlos Lipso was just the, the, the stepping stone to take her to her real dreams. Right. So she she's into rock and pop, even though mm -hmm. back here she still does a little calypso and she's actually even doing bouillon and stuff like that, you know. So she's very active in Dominican music, mm -hmm. but her 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 genre or genres of of choice are pop and rock. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And yes. you know that kind of begs the question. I mean, did you consider any other career outside of music with poor parents? Actually I did music musicians? Did you? Actually I did. You know, I was actually um enrolled in a a, a, a pilot school in Miami called Flight Safety Academy. Mm. And uh, we were a bunch of four friends who decided that we wanted to be pilots. So we got enrolled and everything. Where I think we were in fourth form at the time. And um, that was the plan. Even though I was doing music, but I loved planes and flying. And, you know, that was, that was the thing for us at the time. Mm -hmm. But I went to Paris finally, so that didn't happen. And, but it was not too bad because two out of the four became pilots. 
So mm. I think we we had a good score. We had a 50-50 yeah. <laughs> success. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think you you couldn't deny your DNA. The DNA was just calling you back to music. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah. So so for anyone who's just joining us, we're speaking to Mr. Dion Henderson out of Dominica. He's the CEO and founder of. Let's make sure I get your label correct. Uh, funk Funk Data Music Entertainment. Funky. I love that name. Funky. Funky, funky, data. funky data. Yes, I love that name. And you're going to yeah. have to tell us um, why you. you came up with that name. And he's also the new director. Well, I, I'm not sure how long you've been there, but the director of Alias Suarez, Dominica. So we have a lot to talk about um, this evening, um, Dion. But I also know that you're a graduate of, let's make sure I get it right, the American School of Paris and Modern, Modern Music. So why was it important for you to receive formal training in the music industry? Um, well, there, there are a few reasons. The, the, I, I, my last year, when I got to Paris, it was my last year of high school. So I went to an American school, was the American school of Paris. And, um, well, seeing that music was <laughs> predominant in me, I automatically gravitated to all the music, um, subjects. So there was an electronic music subject. There was the jazz band there was um what they called music appreciation where we used to kind of study um um classical music and that kind of thing but um i was more into the technical part i always um like that technical part playing around with you know um with the computers and the synthesizers and stuff like that so um I was automatically referred when I finished my, my last year, I was referred directly to, to the American School of Modern Music, where I was supposed to learn uh, to master being a, a pianist. But I think that I'm not very um, disciplined to be a, an accomplished pianist, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so... Um, I, I, you know, because I, I was like, okay, you know, I, I really love playing the piano because actually the first, my first instrument of choice was the guitar. When I wanted to learn an instrument, I actually went to the summer school program and I wanted to learn the guitar, but I'm left-handed. Mm -hmm. So I took the guitar and I turned it, it's upside down. And uh, the, the tutor held his head is like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I'm not going to change the strings for you. I'm not, that's not going to happen. So you'll have to learn the, 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 the organ. It wasn't even a piano. It was actually an organ because it was a church. It was in church. So I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. I'll do that. So that's how I ended up, you know, being on, on the pianos playing keyboards. But seeing that I was very um, interested in, in the technical part of the sound, I told my dad, you know what, I don't think I'll be able to, you know, um, stay in and learn to be, you know, an accomplished pianist. I don't think that's going to really serve me that much. Mm -hmm. um, but I really do like, you know, the technical part. I like being in the studio. I like, you know, and actually like the first week I got to Paris in 1987, the next week my dad was recording an album, which is called, which is called It's Not Over. And I went, you know, so my first week in Paris, I was in, in the studio with him, with him. He was producing this new album. So I'm like, wow, great. You know, this is what I kind of like, you know, I like, you know, touching the knobs and, you know, getting the sound. And I was, you know, very intrigued by that. So I told him, you know what, I, I, I think I, I'll prefer going that route. So he's like, okay, no problem. And um, that's what, you know, we actually did. And when I finished, he actually bought me a studio with, you know, the real console, the 24 track tape machine and that kind of thing. It's like, okay, now you, you finish doing what you say you wanted to learn, mm -hmm. put it into action. Now <laughs> here's the studio, start working. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. so, and how did um, that work out? It was all right. We actually did the album 2020 on, you know, in, the, in that environment, on, on that studio that he bought from me. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the song, the, the album 2020, 
was done with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not yet producing with with um, Exile One. It was more on the engineering side. It was it was a challenge because, I mean, uh, we were working with Exile One, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. know, but but the guys were really cool, and I had a a friend who was a live sound engineer at the time, um, who was with me. So and that that used to work with Exile One on on the road. So um, he he helped me out a lot working with you know in the studio and that kind of thing so it was it was it was quite an experience we did quite a few projects um um with the studio mm-hmm. and then um i kind of moved from from um producing caribbean especially the zoop music to um r&b and soul artists and stuff like that in paris so it was like you know it was it was it was like a you know a, an evolution mm-hmm. to what i was doing it was a different environment different culture um i i was at the start of what was considered the 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 french r&b era i worked with quite a bit of the artists at the time that was really emerging and they were starting to discover R&B coming from the US and seeing that I was an anglophone I was anglophone I was producing music a lot of them came to me because they they had the impression that I was from the US right <laughs> and you didn't dispute it I was it. like oh yeah yeah they they all knew that I was from Dominica but as long as I speak English it's like okay yeah you're american man you know as as long as you speak english in paris you're american you know so Right. right. So, so that was so that was that I, was quite interesting. Yeah. So, I guess in general, did you have a very positive experience working in the music industry in Paris? Oh yeah, absolutely. You learned a lot. Absolutely, I learned a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 especially the 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 fact that I I was um I was involved in many different genres also that helped me understand certain things and helped me to fuse things also. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, doing Zouk with an artist, I could do certain things that you would normally do in R&B or in reggae that would actually fit in and make it different because um, Everyone, like everyone in Paris, when I used to make Zouk songs, everyone knew it was me because, mm-hmm. you know, um, and on top of that, I keep, I used to tell them all the time, um, the way you listen to Zouk is not the way, or the way you hear Zouk and you feel Zouk is not the way that I do because my culture, raising up in Dominica, I, ra- I was there for 17 years. So mm-hmm. I had that Dominican Foundation. feel. Right, right exactly. Mm-hmm. When I hear Zouk, I recreate it the way that I feel it. Even though I try my best to sound as close to the genre as possible, there will always be something different because I feel it differently. So I replay it differently, you know, sometimes. Right, so, right. Um, yeah. Yeah and, of, yeah, and of course, we're looking forward to the interaction of the audience as well. We have quite a few people on the live with us. We have Rosalind. Um, oh, that's great. Rep. Princess Nistadi, Juliana Alexander, my mom Medina Senhouse, Evelina Bla is here with us. So we have quite wow. a, a number. Noreen Labad is here. So we have quite a few people on the live. So we're looking forward to you, your interaction. So a, a few Absolutely. people said, Congratulations, you know, uh, someone um, um, shout out your mom and Janet Azu's son. So they're proud of, uh, you know, your dominant yeah, yeah. heritage. That, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a secret that just jumped out of the bag, right? <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Because I saw there, you there are quite a few people. Yeah, there are quite a few people who did, did not know that mm. Janet actually had a son. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, Why is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because she's 17. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> you understand? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right. Definitely. You know, so mm-hmm. maybe 18 well, now, maybe 18 know. now. Yes, yes. She looks, she looks um, really young, so I understand. That's what I'm talking. Exactly. 
Yes, so you made another very interesting transition from Paris. After 25 years, you decided to move back to Dominica. Was that a difficult decision for you? Um, it wasn't really difficult. You know, I, it, when I was getting close to about 20 years in Paris, I don't know, but maybe that doesn't really happen to everyone, but it kind of, I was getting fed up with Paris, you know, kind of, you know, so to speak. And I, I wanted to try something new. So I actually moved to Brussels, which was close by. And that was quite practical uh, for my daughters. I had two daughters at the time. And so Brussels, it's predominantly French and Dutch, their version of French and their version of Dutch, but it's essentially French and Dutch. And in Brussels, they speak French. They, they speak both, but it's predominantly French. So it was for me, and it's, it's, the, the lifestyle is different, the, you know, the, it's, it's totally different, but the, you know, so we have the language. So I said, okay, let me try to see if it's just, you know, maybe I just want to take a break from Paris and move to Brussels, but I was actually still working in Paris. So I used to come down every week to Paris. It's a three hour drive or about an hour and 20 minutes by, by train, the express train. So um, I spent about four years over there close four and a half years and I was like you know uh, uh, I, I think that it's not France or Paris that uh, I you know I don't really feel the need for staying and it's not Brussels either because I actually like Brussels but something you know I just say you know it's I think it's maybe time to go home you know and wow. when you when you put everything together it's like almost 25 years that's a quarter of a century that I'm, I'm mm -hmm. out and, um, you know, I, I, okay, but I needed to find something to do mm -hmm. because we don't, we're, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was conscious that I'm, I was leaving an environment where I was still working in music. I still had, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, all, all the projects I've been doing. The last projects I actually did in Paris was with an artist who sold, his last project had sold about 2 million copies. Wow. And I was, I just produced this album, uh, that kind of thing. So, and I, you know, doing that would bring me more, more work, but yeah. you know, I, I, when, when you feel something that, you know, you, you, you really want to, you, you want to move, you want to go, you know, you want to yeah. move, you know, yeah. but, but I was conscious. I'm, I'm not just going to go with my hands, as we say in Dominica, my two hands swinging, right, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and just get there. Like, okay, guys, I'm back, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. so um, it took a while. It took me about a year to kind of, you know, figure out how would I, you know, make that transition and prepare it to. Mm -hmm. But um, and I finally got to Dominica at the in December of 2000, 2013, mm -hmm. and I haven't regretted since. You know, mm -hmm. I actually went back to Paris in 2015. Mm -hmm. for the first time since I, and um, after two weeks, I was ready to come home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems like Dominica you know? is, is really in your heart. Dominica is really home for, for yes, most it of is. us. Dominica it is. is really home for most of yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I, I really wanted to come back at a time where I could develop something from Dominica and, you know, make it grow from here. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so, so, um, I actually regretted when I got back. I regretted I did not come earlier. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, yeah. 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 Because, you know, like everywhere else, I think we, every country and every place has their issues, you know? Mm -hmm. But there are issues out there that we just don't have, and people are not That's even true. aware of that. Right, you know? Right. Such as I was fortunate to be an... I mean... <laughs> Simple things. We don't even get parking tickets in 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 in, in Roseau, You know, yeah. <laughs> very yeah, simple. simple you know, you can yeah. park your car as long as you respect that. You know, that fifteen feet thing, and you don't park in a somewhere that's written no parking. Mm -hmm. You can park your car and leave it there for a week. No one's gonna yeah. give you a parking ticket. For example, right. there are no police officers stopping you and asking you for an ID check, mm -hmm. except today where it was just the uh, <laughs> driver's license. <laughs> but that happens like two or three times a year it's not it's, you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. so 
Um, it's not, it, you know, certain things, you know, we, people don't have to commute for two hours to go to yep. work and get back. And, yep. you know, so there, you know, that kind of thing. We have our challenges, but there are some challenges out there that people are not aware of. And they think that going out is maybe the best thing to do. Sometimes, I mean, well, I mean, everyone has their, their reasons for, you know, mm -hmm. certain mm -hmm. things too. Yes, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be back. And yeah, especially right now with the, the situation going on, I couldn't yeah, be in a better place. Yeah, I can tell you're very <laughs> happy to be back. I can tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. Very, oh, yeah. You've been, you've been very busy since you've been back. You've been very busy. So the first yes. thing you did, you started Nature Eye Linguistic International Inc. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, well, this is a, well, that was one of the things I thought about doing back in Dominica. Um, when I was in Paris, um, especially the last, well, Paris and Brussels, the last five to seven years, um, on my summer breaks, when summertime came around, I used to teach English to French children, French kids in the UK. So I used to pick them up in, um, in, pa in Paris, France. We used to travel by train to the UK, go on this, um, um, beach beach side resort on the northeast of of the UK, and for about two months with two week intervals, um, I used to teach English. So I was an uh, English teacher in the summertime, and when I actually got to to the UK the first time, I was like, "But this is something we can do in Dominica. Mm -hmm. We have the beaches." We speak English, and we have actually good weather, which is not necessarily the case in the UK, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So why, you know, so um, with my partner at the time, I, I, you know, I told her, hey, this is what I want to do. If I'm moving back to the Caribbean, I want to do something like that. We should be able to attract people that want to learn English, they want to be on vacation and be in a, you know, a nice environment, uh, you know, a, a vacation environment. So, uh, okay, great. So we spent a few years perfecting that, trying to get, you know, things and projects together. And when we got to Dominica, actually a year before we got to Dominica, I had the, this, the company created. So we got to Dominica and we started, you know, marketing, you know, going to trade shows and trying to convince people, come to Dominica to learn English and on vacation. Mm -hmm. So That's that was the idea. idea. So, mm -hmm. right. So um, uh, what really happened is that um, there are a few schools from Guadeloupe and Martinique that started seeing our, our ads and, you know, our, our promo mm -hmm. and they contacted us for school trips which was very close to what we were doing. The only thing is that we were doing those programs in the summertime or school breaks and the school trips, you know, like, I don't know if you uh, remember back in the day in Dominica, there were always a French school walking around yes, Roseau and the yes, buses yes. going up and down, yes. you know, and that was during mm -hmm. our school time. Mm -hmm. So um, the French system actually has a, a, a Part of the system is that the schools there they are encouraged to travel. That's mm -hmm. part of the whole education system on the French the French educational system. Mm -hmm. So um, the few schools started contacting us to organize those kind of school trips for them. So I was like, wow, great! So we slowly started working a lot with the French schools, primary and secondary schools in Guadeloupe, Martinique, even French Guyana, Saint Martin, and um, we were organizing the their trips to dominica and we it was a complete package so we would take care of everything from the regional travel to the accommodation um take them to schools like so we would integrate a primary school if it was a primary school coming in a class integrate a primary school in dominica um, like every morning and every afternoon we would take them on excursions and and discover the island, you know, different parts of the island, the cultural and historical sites and stuff like that. And um, that was working pretty well. And um, then we started getting um, demands for other islands. 
So mm -hmm. some schools wanted to go to St. Lucia, some wanted to go to Barbados, some wanted to go to um, St. Vincent, Grenada. So we expanded. Um, so um, yeah, that that's 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 how that came about. So unfortunately, after um, Erica, Tropical Storm Erica, the activity slowed down because of you know the damage mm -hmm. in Dominica. So we started doing a lot of uh, school exchanges with St. Lucia mm -hmm. and Barbados. We did those two islands quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, after Maria, <laughs> that, that's always, it's, well, it's always here we go, here we go again. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And when everything was really starting to come back to normal, COVID-19 showed its face. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, and, and we expanded the activity to not only trips, but also internships for, you know, older students mm -hmm. to um, come in, um, be it like hotel and rest, restaurant, um, medical, um, communication. So we worked with um, DBS Radio, for example. So those who were into um, when it comes to, you know, the communication side. Um, yeah, so we, we did that kind of thing. We worked with a few um, um, uh, establishments in Guadeloupe and Martinique. Um, we, you know, if people wanted to do that um, um, internship programs, mm -hmm. so we took care of that. You know, take used to take care of all their um, beat accommodation, the follow-ups with the curriculum and stuff like all, all that kind of thing. So um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful to hear. So is the, the, the program currently in operation or is it on a hiatus right now? Because of COVID-19, yes. Yeah. Yes. It had to be. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. We had about seven or eight schools planned last year. And um, the French education um, department decided to cancel every trip. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. Well, so hopefully it'll, it'll come back around now that we're seeing the light hopefully. at the end of the tunnel of, of COVID. Because I exactly. think it's such a, a great program on so many levels just to have the different cultures mm -hmm. of the Caribbean integrated. Absolutely. It is a, Absolutely. a wonderful thing. Now, tell us about your involvement with um, Alliance Francaise. So you're the director over there. So how did that that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, <laughs> I actually won a friend of mine who was a member of the, because Alliance Française is, is essentially an association. They have an associative status in Dominica. So they are members of the association. And a friend of mine was telling me, hey, there's the AGM going on and it's Alliance Française. You speak French, you're in Paris and everything. So why not go, you know, go to the meeting, you know? Yeah, that, that, you know that that it won't it won't yeah, hurt. Like okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I got there, the vice president at the time saw me and she started smiling. And she, uh, okay, great. <laughs> That's that could be a good thing or a bad. But thing. she had a plan. <laughs> she had a plan. She had a plan. Actually, at the AGM, there were a few members of the board. There's a there's a committee, a board, <laughs> and there are a few that was that they were leaving for whatever reason there were one was one or two were like personal reasons and others the um the board was renewing the members because it's uh i think a two-year or three-year um stand on the board so mm -hmm. right tenure right so they actually had a vote for new members at that meeting at that meeting wow so someone put my name <laughs> and they put it in and then okay well this is it is. you have to vote for this one this one this one this one and i came up i became a member of the board mm. okay nice and that's that's the way it started so i became a member of the board i wasn't even a member of the association yet so i had to run in and pay my <laughs> my um, <laughs> subscription fees. I had to register. You became a member of the okay. board before you became a member of the association. <laughs> exactly. <Very nice>. Exactly. <laughs> and um, after a few months later, the director at the time, um, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but he he decided that he was leaving before his tenure was his. 
tenure was up. Yes, a few months. And this very same vice president actually became president because the president's tenure was up at the time. So she told me, um, how about you being the interim director in, in the space of time that the new director is flown in because usually the director comes from France, you know, that kind of thing. I said, okay, why not? Great. So um, it was about four months and um, the new director came in and what they did, they apparently were very happy of what I did as the interim director. Yeah. They created the position of deputy director and they proposed me to be the deputy. Mm. And um, one of the reasons they said it was to have um, a continuity because usually the director is one year with the possibility of a one-year renewal. So the maximum of two years, they could stay in the position of director. And when he's gone, there's a new guy coming in and he has to almost start all over again mm. because there's not really a continuity. It's not like, you know, there's a, there's a break yeah. and someone comes in, he has to get back into it. So that was one of the arguments. So create a deputy director that would always be there. Right. When the, this director, his tenure is up, yeah. I would be interim Suc again. Succession so planning. Would, succession planning. Right. Yeah. And I would Definitely. be there to, Great exactly. Idea. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I accepted. And um, the last director that came in, the board decided that they would prefer not renewing or having a, a director come from France. Mm -hmm. And they proposed me to be the director. Yeah, because no, that's, now that's a local. Gonna, that's what I was going to ask you. Are you the very first Dominican director? Because you said I am the very first Dominican. Yes, I am. I'm the very first local director of the Alliance wow. Frances. Yeah. How did After... that make you feel? That must be exciting. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. But I mean, um, it, <laughs> it was. It was. It was interesting when people was actually they were making me realize that yeah it's a big deal <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that's that's you're like oh, oh yeah actually yeah i am and you're you know? like okay okay <laughs> yeah well thank you very much it's, right. yeah I, I was you know so right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so yeah it's been it's going it's going to be two years in july now mm -hmm. i'm actually the director Right, right. And what are yeah. you hoping to accomplish with um, in that new position? Um, well, one of my goals coming back to Dominica was to bring a piece of Europe with me, you know, to Dominica. In a way, and the way I, I see it is whatever experience that I had acquired over there, I would really like to bring it in and have dominica benefit right so my position in dominica as a director of alliance francaise is to use alliance francaise to have dominica benefit some of what i have or i had acquired in france right Absolutely. so it's actually the 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 the, the bridge it's kind of yeah it, it alliance Francaise permits me to do that in that way um, and I'm, I'm particularly, well, Alliance Française, um, main, they're, they're, the main goal of the Alliance Française all over the world is to promote the French language and culture right. to, you know, to the outside world. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm very much on the cultural side. <laughs> yeah, and we're lucky in Alliance Française to have a pedagogy um, director, and she's very good at doing that. So I honestly don't even interfere i really she's mm -hmm. perfect doing that she knows how to deal with that educational side so that's really mm -hmm. perfect and i try to really concentrate on the cultural side of of you know of, of the functioning of the alliance more you know mm -hmm. more than ever so um i try to use my 
connections my you know you know all the connections i've acquired you know through the years to try to make certain things happen in paris absolutely right and 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 also working with a lot of french west indian artists you know i've, right. I've apart from working with you know the r&b and you know the top you know major um french artists i did work with a lot of you know zouk artists mm -hmm. um creole artists you know that kind of thing so um it, well um this this Creole presenter Mia Mira Joseph that does the yes, 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 radio yes. show. Yeah, DBS. She always teases me exactly. She always teases me, telling me that I don't, I no longer speak Dominican Creole. I speak uh, mm? Guadeloupe Guadeloupe's Creole <laughs> because I was really part of Expose you know I was part day. of that community exactly right. you know. Right. Mm -hmm. So I told her, well, Creole is Creole. The important mm -hmm. thing is that you understand me, right? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I was about to say the same thing. Right. The most important thing is she can understand you, right? Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah, she always definitely. teases me. That that's our little joke between us. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I you think know? that is so that is so important that here you have somebody who was born and pretty much stayed in Dominica during their formative years, went to Paris, was in Paris for twenty five years, and now you're able to come back and be the the director of Alliance Soises and take all that experience and bring it to Dominica. I mean, it doesn't get any better than you that. You see, it's when when you say so it like important. that, that's when I realize. Wow, it's something big, actually. <laughs> Dion, I think you're too humble. <laughs> I suspect that's what the case is. So, so, like I said, you've been very busy, but I also want to acknowledge everyone who's on the live. So, we have Glenda who says congrats. We have Natalie Sandhouse. I think we might be related, but I don't know who she is just yet. She says, great to hear such great conversation, talented individuals. Proud to be Dominican. Uh, indigenous Bushman says, I got classes now. We'll watch the rest of the program. Oh, he has to run, but he'll be back. So everyone <laughs> is here to support you and just to celebrate all your success. Um, thank you. Thank so, you. So something else you've also done in Dominica. And of course, you've been very busy since you went back to Dominica. So we're so grateful for your talent and the skills that you've brought back to the mm. country. So you also um, you installed a music production suite in Dominica. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, well, we're right in here right now. It's my production mm. studio where um, I've been producing music. Well, when I got back to Dominica, I, I got involved in a few things that were happening in the music, um, particularly in the Kada Sleep Soul show that was organized by um, the NCCU, um, Credit Union. Um, I worked with quite a few of the artists, either as a composer, so writing and composing songs for, for, for them for the competition, as a mix engineer for the songs, you know, the other artists. And um, one of the years, I think it was the second year that I was involved, I actually produced a CD with um, most of the artists that were on the show that year. I called it Kada Sleep So Fever, and it featured a few extra songs, uh, exclusive, including one from my father, from Gordon, mm -hmm. one from Mikael Anderson, and actually one from me. And that was the surprise. <laughs> because yeah now and then just to you know to have some fun i do sing but i don't oh, consider do myself a front man right, right yes right. i'll i'll send it to you after the yes, show please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i don't consider myself a front man i'm i i love this i love being on stage mm -hmm. but you know i i really do prefer being at the back producing writing composing Working with the artists, that's 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 where you know I I I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, I produced a few songs. I, um, this I actually tried my hand in doing um, Calypso actually last year. I produced Did one you? song for this. Oh, okay. Yes, mm -hmm. there was this song called um, Kalinago Nation by a singer oh. called Lady S. Yes, yes, I heard that. Right, I heard so, it. Yes, I know it. Right. So I produced this song. I, I, I did the music and that song. Mm -hmm. And she um, came back this year mm -hmm. and she told me, yeah, you'll have to do my song again. I know you don't do, that's not your thing, Calypso, but you have to do it. And she did a song this year called Mark of the Beast, mm -hmm. which was... I know that song, yes. Right, yes. right, right. Very nice. And I, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, but but 
this is maybe this the only genre that I I consider that I don't I'm I'm not very I won't say very good. I understand, of course, but that's not you that's are not my to untapped potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Say a very special thank you to Mr. Dion Henderson for gracing us with his presence and just for telling us about the wealth of knowledge and information that he has brought back to Dominica. Because as we know, the music industry in Dominica is certainly lacking in terms of just having some structure where musicians are able to earn a decent living from their skills and their talents. So again, thank you, Dion. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for telling us all the important work that you have started in Dominica. And as, as I mentioned before, for the entire video, so the portion that you just heard is only a portion of the interview that I did with Dion Henderson via Facebook Live. But for the rest of the interview, you can jump on my website, pushpast10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10.com to get the full length interview of all the plans that Dion has for Dominica. So very exciting, you know. I am always hopeful that there is a way forward for industries such as music because when we think of the talent of Dominica, think about it. This is a tiny little island in the middle of the ocean that has created two genres of music, right? So we've created Kadas music and of recent times, we've created booyah music, but yet it seems like many of the musicians are still suffering. So I think that with the talent of uh, people like Dion, who has now relocated to Dominica, I am so hopeful that we will be able to once and for all get the music industry up and running so that these musicians can rip the rewards of their talent. So again, thank you, Dion, for being here. And if you would like to see his video, you can jump on my website. And while you're there, you can also take a listen to any of the past podcasts that you've missed, any of the programs that you've missed along the way. The podcasts are uh, included there. So for example, we had Shanika Hamilton with The Change in Workplace last week, and her podcast is now available. And speaking of um, the videos that are available, of course, I went ahead and posted our latest Sassy News. <laughs> that program has gained such popularity over the last few months because everyone just enjoys being able to hear Creole and see uh, folks speaking Creole on Facebook Live. So I really appreciate all the support that we've been getting for this program. So this uh, last week, actually, we had Committee Pu'e. Tit Creole, so that is the Creole Educational Committee Committee in Dominica, and they stopped by because they were celebrating 40 years in the business. So 40 years of promoting the Creole language in Dominica. So they stopped by to tell us about everything they've done, everything they're working on, and all their plans for the future. So again, pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10.com for more information for the videos of uh, Dion Henderson as well as Sasenu. And if you're not a Creole speaker, Sasenu simply means this is us because this is truly who we are as Dominicans and as Caribbean people, because quite a few of the other islands originally spoke the Creole language, but unfortunately it has died out. So we are making every effort to ensure that we as well do not lose our Creole heritage. 
And I'm sure that you've noticed that we did not have a goal setting tip today, but we will be sure to get back to that next week. So you can expect to get another goal setting tip as we look towards the end of the year to ensure that we are meeting those all important goals. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being here each and every Tuesday. I want to thank you for getting powered up with us right here on TDN Radio. So we're back next week. We're doing it again right here on TDN Radio. And our interview will be that of Mrs. Angela Charles. So we have a full-length interview. As you know, we've been promoting her work because that's what we do. We promote the work of Dominicans. We promote the work of Caribbean people, people of African heritage. So that's what we do. So next week, you can expect to hear the full-length interview interview that I did with Miss Angela Charles about her journey into becoming a writer. So I hope that you will join us then and I hope that you will have a wonderfully productive week. Um, this week, you know, the weather has been terrible down here in Georgia, <laughs> but we're staying positive and we're staying productive. So I'm hoping the same for you. So as always, remember to stay positive, stay productive, stay active. And remember, your life story is your strength. Tap into your potential each and every week. And remember to stay positive along the way. So until we meet next week, same time, same place, I wish you well for this week. And I hope that you feel a little bit more energized to get through the rest of the week. So again, you've been listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone, and it has been a pleasure being with you this evening.